family. Thanks for joining us on Cosmetic Podcast. Cosmetic means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. We're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Rodrigo Ross. And I'm Keith Benson. So today we are talking about our theme today is which way is up? Which way is up? Not the 1970s movie with Richard Pryor, but oh, okay, okay. Oh, I know no. you remember that. It was a rerun. I mean, I don't know if I saw the original, but if you said 1970s and you saw the original, I get it. I was shady. That's not what I was saying. But oh. in this particular instance, uh-huh. which way is up means how are people learning to lead through a pivot with innovation? Like this word pivot, it has gotten all kinds of fancy here lately. Everyone is pivoting, right? right. And so how do you lead through these pivots, through these sudden changes, through these course corrections with innovation? So there are a few ways that you can pivot, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like market, product, and organization. I'm Break that down a little bit. So okay, with the, okay. With break, the, you gonna break it down? Break it down just a little bit. Oh, okay, so okay. with the market pivot, it's when your organization changes its customer base. You know, mm-hmm. so like you, you gotta you change your customer base, and then or it's the way that it delivers value to its customers. Okay. Um, All right. And so then when you got product pivot, Mm -hmm. it's when your organization changes the product or the services it delivers to the customer. Okay. All right. So now you got the organizational pivot and that's when your organization changes its paradigm or its purpose to something different. Okay. Okay. So when you take a look at all of those, you got the market product and organization. Mm -hmm. When you talk about that market pivot again, with changes the customer base, you know, I would imagine that there's been many of organizations that had to do that throughout this pandemic. Right. Or are reluctantly coming to the realization that they have to do that right through this pandemic because you got to find that base somewhere in the YMCA I don't know if we changed our customer base but definitely we had to do something different yeah that changes the the people that we did serve yeah. so when our doors are open you know we got a membership base that is coming in mm-hmm. but then when we were mandated to close the doors we went into serving this broader broader group so, right and, and in that service there was definitely a product pivot right mm-hmm. because even with our doors open, the market that we would typically serve weren't coming in, at least not in the same levels that they were during pre-pandemic. And so there were definitely some products and services that we had to pivot and change and offer in a different way um, because of our current circumstances as an organization. But for sure, though, from an organizational pivot, Mm -hmm. we did make that change right there because we went from this whole delivery of coming to the four walls and you can utilize some space in here Mm -hmm. to to work out, to get healthy in. Mm -hmm. And yes, we were still doing some outreach work then at that time, but definitely when the mandate was there, we had to shift uh, our purpose and become this, you know, what we serve food to people where we open up for for child care mm-hmm. for uh, individuals we went online to be able to provide education for for uh for individuals mm-hmm. we created these learning academies all this uh that that place that we had to shift yeah. because we had to do something different and as a result of all of that right there we were able to see more um revenue come in from the standpoint right. of people I, I say revenue yes it was revenue but contributions is Mostly the better contributions, word yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i think that's because in that organizational pivot, right, where we had to change our paradigm, 
people really could understand in a greater way the purpose of what the YMCA was doing and what it's here for and, and why we exist. You know, unfortunately, sometimes because it's the easier way to do business, we got really transactional as an organization. And we were selling our products, right, to the market, all right. these widgets. But when we couldn't do that the same way, we kind of froze for a minute like, oh, snap. Well, what do we do now? Um, and, and, and there is a paradigm shift. And I will tell you, some people really struggled with that. Yeah. Like they, they just were like, no, this is a temporary thing. We'll just sit here and wait. And then we'll go back to selling our widgets the same as usual. But it has become apparent and evident to just about everyone. Even when we get on the other side of this pandemic, things are not going to go back to what they were on March 10th of 2020. If that That is in the past. It's going in the history books. Um, it, it's not going to go back. We are fundamentally different as not just as Dallas or Texas or the United States as a world. We are fundamentally different because of this pandemic. And, and we had we had to. And so if yeah. you believe that the things are going to go back to normal, I mean, ah, you're scratching yourself a little bit. Because, see, this is not nothing new for the YMCA as, as a whole. Right. Uh, the YMCA has always been there. When you go back to World War One, World War Two, mm-hmm. I mean, the YMCA was right there on the front line to be able to shift the way they do business. Now, when, as it started to get into the 70s and 80s and we began to get more into this fitness mode, you know, we went to probably, you know, much more transactional type of work than we had, had ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we still maintain this outreach uh, portion there and so uh, it, it wasn't like totally new to us when, we, when the pandemic came and we right, were mandated, right, right? Right, you know, so It's that, in our DNA. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yep. So, you know, we had an amazing conversation with two YMCA lever, uh, leaders, Jorge Perez, um, the, the president and CEO out of Greater Cincinnati um, and Stephen Ives, the president and CEO out of Houston, who are clearly pivot masters, right? Like mm-hmm. the way they have shifted their organizations during this time has been awe-inspiring and what Jorge said was that you know you can't get used to this little tool because the tools are temporary so yeah this is how the YMCA looks today we do the Zumba classes we offer this in our branch we have these new state-of-the-art ellipticals where you can watch TV and all that but the reality is that this is just a temporary state of being we gotta hold tight to that transformational thing and and always remember our ability to pivot and he brought up a really great point that I had never thought of he was like just think years ago when YMCA just about every YMCA had dormitories, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. people, you, he, and he pointed out the, the village people's song, YMCA, it's going to stay. Right. There are very few YMCA's still left in this country where you can stay, right? right? And that was because of a pivot. The, the times called for us to be something different and we changed. And so this idea of pivoting is not new, but I don't know. In some instances, this feels different. This, this, this pivot seems to be causing a lot of strife with folks. Like they just don't really know how to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we, I mean, when you think about this, we got to a place where we have very specialized positions. Yeah. And so they were one way, one way, right? It's yeah. like, this is what I do and this is what I specialize in. Uh, and this is what I'm great in and this is what I bring to the YMCA. Mm-hmm. But then when we get to a mode of, you know, having to shut down, like, what do I do different? If you can't activate that subject matter expertise that you have, yeah. Then that that's tough, but you got to be able to have these leaders that are able to shift when those opportunities come. And so when we talk about you know avoiding that fa- failure for pivoting, mm-hmm. you know, so 
some questions that you got to ask. You know, like, why are we changing? Mm-hmm. Changing from what to what? Yep. You know, what are we what are we going to gain out of this mm-hmm. or, or, or avoid losing? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's another way to be able to look at that. But how are we going to pay for the pivot? You know, that's a big mm. thing when you talk about, you know, a nonprofit organization Absolutely. and like how you're going to pay for it. You mm-hmm. know, so these are big questions that you have to continue to ask yourself, like who's going to win in, in this process or yeah. really is there, there's a win. You know, yeah. in, our, in our case right here, I mean, we're here for the community. Like we got to be able to support the community. So it's not about a. Does the why win in this or does it, you know, like, no, we got to hit. We're here for the community, especially right. as a nonprofit organization. So any nonprofit that is, you know, looking at these day and times right now, they have to be able to look at it from from that lens right there. You know, that in this space, also a question is, you know, who are we going to disappoint in this process? Mm. You know, this pandemic has definitely caused some disappointment yeah. because the need is so great out there. Everybody's not able to hit every need 100 percent. Yeah. And so, you know, there's tough questions, you know, then it's, you know, what resources are required? Mm -hmm. You know, when we talk about some of the things that we did was that, you know, we had hospitals, you know, calling us, you know, these frontline organizations saying, hey, we need your help with child care. Yeah. Well, you know, for us, we we just went in and activated our child care staff. Like, hey, come on. And not just the child care staff, Mm -hmm. but that was EDs, executive directors. Everybody and vice has to hey, everybody, hey, let you bring, bring back, bring back your game a little bit now. Yes, indeed. You know, and then it's gonna like, how long will it take even to execute uh, this pivot? Yeah. And when you're in a pandemic, you don't have weeks and months to be able to execute Mm-mm. some things, Mm-mm. right? Especially when it comes to service to the community. Yeah. That community needs need to be met today, and so like, hey, let's get the you know, the uh, decision makers around the table, let's move this thing forward. Yeah, and I mean, the reality is if you take too long to pivot to this next iteration, by the time you get there, you need to pivot again, right? And so you keep yourself in this loop. But it all really boils down to whether you're talking about the market pivot, the product pivot, or the organizational pivot, there is a leader, right, that is going to instigate and shepherd this work. And the world changes quickly, and it's going to continue to do so. That's not going to stop. Stop. I would venture to say it's going to start changing even quicker with technology catching up, artificial intelligence. The, the world gets smaller and smaller daily by day change is gonna come even quicker and great leaders have to have the ability to recognize those changes and guide their organizational um their organization and their teams accordingly so companies must innovate or they're just going to be passed by. It's, right. that, that's the bottom line. There, there will be no robust future for your organization. if you. So just think in the tech space, right? Because that's where we see it all the time. You remember when MySpace was the end-all, be-all. <sighs> MySpace, wow. And I mean, as soon as you? everybody got... Don't act like that. Did you say how old... I was just wondering. I mean, because that was a were. while ago. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like I said, yeah. MySpace. <laughs> but when you when you could just really wrap your head around MySpace and what it could do to to convene communities, it was a thing of the past. We were on the Facebook, and just when people like you, the older generation, yes, get all happy and excited about Facebook, the younger generation is like, Facebook? Ain't nobody <laughs> on no Facebook. You fifty dollars. They done moved on to what was it? What they moved on to, Key? Uh, TikTok. Oh, snap, you got it! They are, in fact, I've done a couple of them. uh, You've done TikToks? Yes. I don't want to see them. I don't, nope. They're on TikTok, they're on Snapchat, they're on the gram, they're on all kinds of things. Just the 
speed of how technology and if you don't innovate and learn how to interface with those things then you you're missing whole swaths of of the population the ability to pivot is critical for organizations operating today to stay hyper competitive and dynamic right in their spaces you you got to be able to, to to change directions yeah i mean shift 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 how many shifts you, huh? how many shifts <laughs> <laughs> no <'cause I'm, laughs> that's gonna trip me up here <laughs> Yeah, don't say it too many times. <laughs> but this whole this whole place is that people got to change. And, you know, what I was uh, glad of is that, you know, I recall when we got a group together, what we call our Catalyst team. Yes, and, I love the and, Catalyst And the Catalyst team. team was all about, you know what? We're not the processing team. Nope. We are. We're going to talk we, about it. This one conversation. And we're going to do it. We're going to get it done. That's right. And, That's right. I mean, with that team right there, there was many things, you know, Susanna Delgado Gray. Yes. You know, she went out there and said, hey, look, uh, I'll take those 21,000 books. 2,000. 21,000. And, yes, and people was like, well, how you how you going to get the books to a place and how you going to disperse those? And within moments, gone. she had it done. The books were gone. And dispersed to yes, deserving indeed. individuals, yep. organizations to be able to get books into the hands of young Absolutely. people so that they can create their own little libraries in their, in their home. Yep, yep, you yep. Know, Kristen uh, Kelly. Kristen Kelly said, those babies need milk. And on the drop of a dime, she had orchestrated a partnership with so many milk companies that the, the uh, kids in Dallas should have the strongest bones ever. As much milk as we were able to get into the hands of families and kids along with nutritious snacks and meals because she was like, here's the need. We have to pivot and we weren't in the milk passing out business or no, the book no, passing out business no, before then. No. We were filling critical needs that needed to be filled right then, but keeping the mission in mind, right? Like, we know where the guardrails are right. of the organization, but we couldn't do what we had been doing before and expect it to stay hyper-relevant in our current condition. And I think about us partnering with Brighter Bites, right? Mm. Uh, man, Brighter Bites, we were passing out probably over 2,000 boxes of, uh, of more I mean, a week. Beautiful produce. Yeah. A beautiful, amazing. And what I loved about that was that that produce would be um, items that typically, if you're in an under-resourced neighborhood, you really would have a hard time getting access to that kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. bok choy mm-hmm. and eggplant. And if you did have access, sometimes the cost of it is prohibitive. But now you got it in this box and you're, you're able to experience all these new flavors and recipes and eat well. And Brighter Bites does an amazing time, uh, uh, amazing job with sourcing some of the most beautiful produce uh, that I've ever seen. It, yeah. It's amazing. And our focus was on, on the customer. And the customer yeah. at that time was, you know, the community um, at large. And mm-hmm. we knew that there was a need right there. We knew that we had to quickly be able to go out there and meet that need because once that uh, as we're talking about pivoting once you find that that validation from the customer that, that there's a need yeah. it is now about activating that how fast can you get that uh, that product um, out there to them mm-hmm. and so when, when you're talking about pivoting there is a, a nuance right especially if you are a leader 
who um, you're finding it has sent you to pivot right now in whatever space that you're in. And I would venture to say in just about anything that's happening, um, whether it's nonprofit, for profit, you know, whatever industry, pivots are necessary, right? So first thing as a leader, when you're pivoting, you got to be open. You, you got to let people know, no matter what, you you, you got to say, hey, we, we are in a moving space right now. We're building a plane while we're flying it just to kind of help shepherd people through and get them on the same page. You gotta ask for help and guidance if you need it. You document your mistakes. See, that's that's the one thing we don't do because we don't want to remember when we messed up, right? <laughs> right, right. We don't document it, but those do- that documentation can be critical in the future so you don't repeat it. Because if you get a, a mass transition of people or people leave, then some of that historical knowledge leaves with them too, that organizational historical knowledge. And you have to ag- avoid the quick fix. So this was very intriguing for me. What do you think the difference between a pivot and an overreact is? Because they are very, they can look very similar. And an overreact. Yeah, there are some leaders that will say, yeah, I was pivoting. Were you really or were you overreacting? Mm, talk, talk to me a little bit more about that. So this idea of overreacting is, is, is about making these critical adjustments quickly off of a little bit of data a little bit of knowledge so for instance you're sitting in a meeting and you're a software designer and one of your staff comes in and says xyz company has put out this kind of software in the media you're like shut everything down call our software designers we're putting out something completely new this this and that that's an overreact right mm-hmm. you got to take a little bit of time you gotta you gotta assure that you're hearing what you're hearing you gotta kind of look for some themes um you can't always take action based on information individually right right um because it makes you seem like you're unable to prioritize or filter fundamental important information in order to make some informed decisions um and, and many leaders, I think, jump to overreacting, especially during a time of a pandemic where you may see some of your other colleagues and your other counterparts jump into it and making decisions and they're getting all the shine and people are really, you know, following them. They may jump to overreacting so they won't be perceived as falling asleep at the wheel. But that's not a pivot. Right. That's an overreact. Yeah. Like, like you, you didn't I, do homework. I, 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 I about to do something. Yeah, everybody yeah. else is doing everybody, something. Take out t-shirts. I'm giving out t-shirts too. <laughs> you, but your people didn't need t-shirts. They already had t-shirts. So that is really critical for a leader. When when you are that leader and you're helping to to either market pivot or product pivot or or especially if you're organizationally pivoting, um, you got to understand, right, and have that that good team around you that's going to help you discern whether you're overreacting. Or where you pivot. Yeah, because you definitely got to have that team to balance balance you out. Yeah. And really have those very um, strategic thinkers around you. Yeah. And not those overreacting type type of leaders. Mm-hmm. And so doing this time right now, it's like you got to have those strategists around you so that you can still focus in on the future. And yes, you got to take care of today also. And there's a there's a fine balance in it all. Yeah. You know, so many people have done a whole lot of different things, and uh, we would love to hear from uh, the listeners out there as to what are some of the things that you've done during this pandemic to be able to pivot. Not overreact. Uh, yeah, not overreact, <laughs> uh, but to, to innovate yeah. in the whole process. So thank you for listening to Cosnetic. Where we are tackling topics and telling the truth. Subscribe and listen to us weekly. And don't be shy. Give us a review. And as always, be dynamic. Be phenomenal. Be Cosnetic.